passion pod number 101. It's going to start getting quite a mouthful, I feel, isn't it? With all these hundreds knocking around. Good problem to have, though. I mean, it's quite smug, isn't it? It's like a smug problem to have. Oh, it's so difficult to call these a hundred and something. Ridiculous. I need to get over myself. How are you? Hope you're really well. I was thinking I might start sharing a bit on these about, like, general things I'm discovering. Don't worry, I won't wang on too much because I know it's the others that have got the interesting stuff. Uh, but, yeah, I just thought I'm doing all this stuff at the same time, so I'm just going to, you know, chuck a few things into the mix now and again. It's a funny old one this week. I'm sure I'm going to say that every week. Working on some old stuff that I've been working on for ages versus new and exciting stuff. Does that sound familiar at all? It's such a funny one, isn't it, to know where to put your energies. And actually... It's a tricky one to know where to draw the line under older stuff and when you should start focusing, you know, more on the new things that you're developing. It's a toughie. So if you're in the middle of that, I hear you. Passion Pod 101, courtesy of the lovely Cressida. Cress is the founder of Fun Science. I'll let her tell you a bit more about all of that. She is young. She has only ever had this as a job. Can you believe it? Straight out of uni and straight into her own company, which she was building while she was studying, which is just massively inspiring. And she's doing a job that you just wouldn't find on any careers websites, I'm sure of it. So, lovely Cress. Right, Cress, in a nutshell, I meet you at a party or I meet you down the pub. How do you describe to people what it is that you do? So it's quite difficult, but I basically just say I'm a science children's entertainer. So um, I do science-themed birthday parties for kids and also some work in schools as well. So hands-on scientific activities to try and get children interested in science. Amazing. It's not your average job down the pub. I'm not going to lie. No, no, it's a bit different. People always want to know a little bit more. So yeah, it's good. so we do want to know a bit more. Tell okay. us a bit more. What's your background? How about that? Let's start with that. How did you get into to doing this. Okay, so my degree is in biology and psychology that I did at Bath Spa University. And whilst I was there between my first and second year, I wanted to make a little bit more money on the weekends. So I just started up a part-time business doing science birthday parties. And by the time I graduated two years later, I had parents asking me if I could do holiday clubs and come to their children's schools. Amazing. And it just, then it became a full-time job and it really grew from there. And now there's fun science across the country as well. So it really, really grew quite rapidly. Yeah, and, and um, straight off the back of uni you didn't have to go yeah through all no, that so ghastly. I didn't have to ever apply for a job or any of that kind of stuff I had a job waiting for me when I when I graduated so that was good that's so amazing Chris tell me like going back a bit as a kid did you ever think that you could make a career doing something like this or had you did you have other ideas of how you'd make a living like I'm interested because that's just yeah I never would have imagined this because when you're in school and they give you all the career options children's entertainer is never something that they say to you that you could possibly do so I quite wanted to run a business when I was younger really? but didn't have any ideas what I'd do and then thought oh that probably will never happen so then I thought I'd maybe go more into scientific research and I considered teaching as well but I never would have thought I could actually do all three teaching performing science and running a business at the same time so, yeah I was gonna say it's like all in a nutshell yes yeah, so it's kind of like the perfect job really just <laughs> yeah made it up really but it That's worked out well so great so great um so 
give us a bit of an idea of what you can expect from one of your parties. To give, talk us through what sort of things and concoctions okay. that you come up with. So one of my favourite parties is one of the shorter ones, 45 minutes, and we do. It's called a crazy chemical celebration. So we start off with lots of chemical reactions and the birthday girl or boy gets to help out and they're the assistant. The scientist running it, so that would be me or one of my employees, is wearing a lab coat. Um, so it's all like very kind of interactive. You do, you do, or else yeah. it hasn't got kind of the full picture. So we do some chemical reactions. Then all the children get to make slime, which is really, really popular. So we've Funny done glow-in-the-dark slime and glittery slime, magnetic slime, all sorts of different kind of slimes. I'm quite sad that we didn't organise to do it. Yeah, that would have been really good fun, actually. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's good. Adults like it as well. I've done a few adult parties once in a while, but normally it's up to 10-year-olds. Um, <laughs> and then we do a little bit of fire as well. So we get wow. the children to set their hands on fire. So it's probably Whoa. the only job where I get kids uh, writing me thank you cards that say thanks for setting my hand on fire. I mean, that's quite the sort of... You'd have to do that sort of seriously safe. Yeah, yeah, there's a lot of kind of safety stuff and all me and all my employees have kind of had all the all the proper training and things like that. So we, we do it a lot and yeah, make sure everything we do is completely safe. But we set their hand on fire safely. Um, they love it. They always want to come back for more. Amazing. Um, yeah, and then they all get a science name to take home. So my science name is actually Chemical Cress. So you'd you'd have a science name for every single child at the birthday party. Oh, that's so cool. I bet they love that. Yeah, they love it. And they call each other by their science names like for the rest of the day. So it's really good fun. God amazing I mean that that's going back to all the health and safety aspect did you how did you learn about what you needed to do because jokes aside that is quite a serious thing mm, yeah. especially when children are yeah involved. definitely and everything as well even the things that you might not think about like balloons if you're working with a really young child you and a balloon pops you have to clear that balloon away immediately because it instantly becomes a choking hazard so things like that so I went on a training course that helped with that helped me to know how to risk assess things did you just google that how did you find it yeah just looked up looked up a training course in the local area I think it was organized by it was organized more aimed at people wanting to become childminders and things but it worked for what I do Uh, so I went to a training course and then it's just thinking every single activity through and thinking of every potential risk even if it is just something like picking up a popped balloon and swallowing it and just thinking of every potential risk and making sure it's completely managed and reduced. So, so yeah, just kind of you you learn things as you go along, but you make sure it's all planned before you get there. Yeah, I guess you just have to be so on it. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. And and all my staff as well, they have to they've all been trained to make sure that they're really really on it as well. So, talk us through the timeline. How did it start in terms of you it was just you I imagine as you said yeah. to start with. And now you're talking about staff. I mean, talk us through yeah, that growth. Yeah, it's crazy. So, when I graduated from university, I was starting to get people wanting to like, wanting a party and I already had one book so I knew that I needed to take on somebody so I just started by taking on one person my first employee who just did some birthday parties so that I was able to take on a few more bookings Um, gradually increased kind of getting holiday club staff um, so that we could run holiday clubs and then it happened mostly as we got double bookings getting more staff to cope with that and then just over a, a year ago or maybe about a year and a half ago I started franchising so I'm selling the concept basically to people across the UK that want to do what I do it makes it a lot easier for them to set up obviously I was lucky setting up while I was at university because I didn't have anything to lose so I didn't really earn a lot in the first year but that was okay but people who've got a family they need to be able to earn money from day one so people are able to pay a fixed fee to me I can set them up with everything they need they've got the website already all the graphic design the marketing and it means they can start earning money doing what I do from from day one yeah amazing and great for you because it's another source of income when you don't have the time to be doing it but I mean how was that that's quite an interesting one when you've grown something and it's your own baby and all of that kind of stuff how was that shift for you like putting it in the hands of strangers really yeah it's it's nerve-wracking because you have to make 
make sure you've got the right person to do it and that they are completely trained. And again, with the safety aspect, that they know that they're keeping up the high standard of safety. But the first one was really nerve wracking. That all went really well. So now it's not not quite as, as nerve wracking. It's, it's difficult. I'm used to working with children and suddenly working with adults and training them on what to do is a very different kind of job, really. Yeah. But it, it's good fun. It's just something a bit different. Yeah, it's another string to your bow. Yes, definitely. Yeah. <laughs> plenty, plenty of strings to your bow, by the sound of it. I'm so inspired. You're so like... Oh, good. It's incredible, though, to have built all of this yourself. I mean, how old are you, if you don't mind I'm, me asking? I just turned 24 two days ago. Yeah, 24, and you've built this. I yeah. find it pretty amazing. It's very, Thanks. very inspiring. Um, I was like sitting there thinking, can I ask your age? I was like, yes, I'm going to do it. Because yeah, that's, no, that's fine. Good... I like it when people do ask my age. Often you can tell people want to ask because I meet parents and they haven't expected me to be this young after they've been dealing with me by email. So I like it when people do actually come out and ask rather than just wondering. Yeah, it's also a credit, I guess, to you that, yeah. you know, perhaps yeah, it's, it's... nice. Yeah, coming yeah. across more than you, you think. Yeah, so challenges... As great as this is and as brilliant and what an achievement, there must have been quite a lot of challenges along the way. Obviously, we've talked about the health and safety aspect of it. But you personally, how have you found that, you know, running your own business or developing this yourself? It's really difficult. I think it's managing time and remembering to have a bit of a work-life balance. So I think I've got there now, but there was a time last year where I was kind of working 90-hour weeks and and I enjoy it. So you feel like it's okay, but then you get to the end of the week and you realise you haven't had any time to see friends and sort of haven't had any time to do anything else. So it's kind of maybe learning to say no when you start up a business and people want to book with you you're so excited that you say yes to everybody um, and last year it worked out really well but I sold two franchises within the space of a week wow. and it was great but like nowadays I'm not sure I would do that again they both turned out well and they both they both started up and they're doing really well now but nowadays I think if I had to come along that wanted to launch within a week of each other I'd say maybe at least sort of three or four weeks between the two so managing it, time yeah and also experience learning from your experience isn't it that in the case of, you know, you don't really know until you get in those fixes almost. Mm, yeah, definitely. And one thing, it's really minor, but we used to do holiday clubs Monday to Friday and now we do Tuesday to Thursday just because Monday to Friday is just really, really intense. You're doing birthday parties on the weekends, then you work Monday to Friday, then you do the, the next weekend. So just little things like knowing that actually we'll still earn enough money doing Tuesday to Thursday, parents will still book their children in and it's not quite so stressful. And you've got a life. Yes, exactly. <laughs> and that is important. And nowadays I've got a much better kind of work-life balance. Yeah. I- I work more nine to five and I've got an employee now that helps out with kind of the day-to-day admin as well so it's not just employees that do the birthday parties yeah great so that frees you up for a bit more of that side yeah of stuff. exactly yeah so it makes it a lot easier yeah I mean talking about that that's like a seven day week it's so difficult yeah. when it's what you love though isn't it like you said that's the problem you feel like oh well I'll just accept that extra one because it'll be good fun and it'll be good experience and I need and the then, cash and yeah, yeah. And, you, and you don't realize till you get to maybe the end of sort of 10 days solid working or I've done a month before of no days off oh my god I love it so it's okay but then you get to the end and sort of friends are saying do you have we haven't seen you for a month you're looking slightly cross-eyed yeah, there yeah exactly need some fresh air. yeah so uh so yeah and again you feel like you're doing something you love so it's okay but yeah still needing to have a bit of time off no I think it's really really great advice because I think that's the difficult thing because you love what you're doing you you make excuses all the time and actually you've got to be one's got to be really careful of that yeah definitely really it's really probably a hazard for anybody that runs their own business especially if they really enjoy it yeah definitely um 
Dull advice. What advice do you wish you'd been given when you set this up, when you started out? What would have been handy to know? Oh, that's a really difficult one. I think um, maybe you don't have to do it all on your own. So the advice I would have been wanted to be given would be to ask for more advice. And I think it's okay to not know everything. And I think sometimes I certainly, when I started up, felt like I had to know all the answers, which is silly because you don't learn all this stuff in school. You don't learn everything and you don't learn necessarily how to be a boss, how to be a manager, how to franchise and things like that so I think just feeling more like I could ask people for advice people that have gone through it before because I've got a lot of good contacts now in businesses that are really willing to give advice and really willing to help me out so I think I would wish I'd known that I could do that from the start did you how did you build up that contact base out of interest how did you grow that just from talking to people I've um, been lucky enough to go to a few award ceremonies so I've oh. won a couple of awards for things oh come on we need to um, talk about that so, we can't keep those hidden oh, I won um, the Venus Awards which is um, uh, this was a couple of years ago, which was the best small business run by a woman. It's all, all about women awards. And also this year, best home-based business as well. God, Chris, so, that's awesome. Yeah, so it's really cool. And not only just the winning bit, that was great, but also when you're there, you meet people and you talk to people and you can just have a chance to ask questions. One lady I met at one award ceremony told me, you know, you should never be running at full capacity, which I'd always thought you should always be running at full capacity. Yeah, me too. But she's so <laughs> right, because now that I've started running it, maybe not full capacity, so I've got you know lots of time that's not filled for me and my employees it then means if somebody emails with a really great opportunity I'm able to say oh yeah great we've got somebody that can do that rather than always having to say sorry we're fully booked all the time so it's great like it's great advice that yeah I think sort of 75% capacity is actually enough because you've got that space left to if nobody books in you get a day off brilliant do what you want or you can use that time to work on kind of the business and expanding it and things or there's time there if people do want to book something a bit more exciting yeah it's going to pay more as well so yeah. but tell me so financially in that sense has that has that come as a result of you working out what you need to do to cover what you need to it's easier to have those days off isn't it when you're not thinking oh my gosh I need to you know get all yeah, this stuff definitely. sorted yeah and when you've got um so the member of staff that I've got that's helping me out with sort of putting together equipment and things like that it, we're able to sort of think in advance so rather than always waking up on a Monday morning thinking right what am I going to do with my schools today that school's been planned for about six weeks so we're planning a lot further in advance so that's got loads of benefits you can buy in bulk it means you feel a bit more prepared and yeah it means you feel a lot more comfortable thinking right well I'm having a day off today because everything's already sorted so I don't need to think about what I'm doing next week yeah we already know what we're doing next yeah week, and you've got so. the work booked in and yeah yeah the work's booked in and the stuff's literally in a box ready to go know what we're going to do and you can tell the kids as well they get excited if you say to them next week we're making toothpaste that's what I'm doing this afternoon amazing um, yeah. casual so, afternoon activity yeah making some toothpaste and then using scientific method to test it and see how good it is Chris I mean I'm not being funny but I was definitely more of an arts based student than a science based but I'm like sign me up for one of these yeah they're good fun yeah. and we get a lot of kids that aren't necessarily into science especially at the birthday parties because the birthday child might be into science but it doesn't necessarily mean that their friends will be so it's really cool to see how every kid likes making slime so that means that they're going to enjoy it even if they're not a particularly sciencey child or a child that thinks they like science yeah I mean I think you don't even have to have child in there like we said earlier every person yeah, enjoys making slime yeah. you can't not it's pretty cool to think that you make slime for a living I mean that's like you know that is definitely a yeah it's a pretty cool way to, way to think yeah, about it yeah it's a good way of, sort of earning a living um, yeah. yeah and I've had good um, opportunities from the university that I went to so I went to Bar Spa University mm. and they've been really helpful at inviting me back to networking events and also helping me employing 
stuff. So they advertise my jobs for me. And I now get a lot of my stuff from there, which is good for the university, good for the students there. And it's really useful for me. So that's been really good. And it's good that there are these business awards and things. Yeah. They help you to be able to network. And also this is going to say network is the word that comes out again. This network that you're slowly building off the back of the university. And then I don't know what they call it. There's an effect. You know, it's like... Uh, uh, oh, I know what, what you mean, I mean, like where it spreads out and yeah. you tell one person, you tell them and yeah, then they... Yeah, yeah. the spread of it. That's it. Yeah. yeah. And kind of, a lot of my marketing is word of mouth as well. I don't do a lot of marketing anymore for the Bath branch. I do a lot of marketing for my different franchisees um, across the country, but the Bath branch pretty much ticks along nicely just from word of mouth advertising, which is really good. Yeah. And I imagine at the beginning that wasn't the case. So that's nice to no, see the shift. Yeah. Like it took a long time. And again, that's the whole idea with the franchises is that I wasn't able to start as quickly as I hope that they are able to start so I was kind of able to start slowly and gradually build it whereas they start a lot quicker which yeah. is good Amazing. Chris, I'm really interested, just to go back to the age thing, um, and we talked about advice a bit as well. It's very refreshing to meet someone that's your age and that has done all this. What advice would you give specifically to younger people? Is there anything that's different or maybe it's the same? I don't know. Um, I think it's more just people's perceptions are quite different. I think uh, the first person I ever met to discuss buying a franchise, she decided not to go for it. And I think a lot of that was she was very, you could tell she was very surprised that I was quite young. I think fair enough. She didn't want to risk, I was probably only about 20 at the time, and she didn't want to risk quite a lot of money on something you know that was run by a 20 year old and you can completely understand that but, but very think, frustrating yeah for you. it's really difficult because yeah. I knew that what I had was very sellable I knew that it would work and I've sort of proven that yeah, now absolutely um, but yeah it is difficult and I think my advice would be that young people kind of get past that like you can you can run a business and there'll be a lot of people that say that it's not a good idea lots of people said to me that it wasn't a very good idea and people say that I was going to fail my uni course or that I should work for a little while first if if I'd done that I never would have got into this I probably would have got into a job um maybe that I would have enjoyed and that's fine but I don't think I ever would have been able to stop that job and have that time whilst at university risk-free really to be able to start up so I think that'd be my main advice to just go for it and just another little bit of advice would just be to kind of see work out what the risk is of your idea and if you can manage it because sometimes people think that they've got a great idea but they just assume that all businesses are risky because they hear these statistics which are that so many businesses fail but for me I put about 200 pounds into it when I started back sort of five years ago and all I really had to lose was time and as a student students have quite a bit of spare time so really I thought can I stand to lose 200 pounds yes I can can I stand to lose some time again yes I can and it's worth it so just think about what your risks are and if you think you can actually stand to lose that then just go for it give it a go i love that bit of advice it's such a good one isn't it it's such a great way to look at stuff because actually then it takes the fear out of it so much which is definitely us as human beings worst enemy i feel isn't it fear it's just it's not good so i'm really grateful of that little nugget of advice uh thank you so much to cress for being our passion pod this week really really loved chatting to her and found it so inspiring so i'm really hoping you picked up a bit of that um next week talking of inspiring my god this woman Seriously, I don't know how she's actually created all the things that she's created. You know, when you look at someone or you hear them speak and you're like, you are actually 
just a superhuman being. Her thing is all based around a charity that she set up in Kenya. So more on that next week. In the meantime, find us on Twitter. Just really grateful. I don't know what was in the water last week. Maybe it was sounding the 100th klaxon. But um, yeah, just thanks so much for the love and the feedback. Really appreciate it. And the general sharing. If you do fancy sharing us, you can find us on Twitter or Facebook. Just big fat thank yous for all of that. If you're doing something exciting and have created your own little adventure, do get in touch. Always looking for people who are doing bits and pieces to chat to. So you can find us best way is probably just to find us on Twitter at PassionBods. If you're still in need of a little bit more inspiration, don't forget we're all on iTunes as well, or you can check out the website passionpods.co.uk and just have a little meander through there. Hugest of huge thanks as ever for listening. Just so grateful for your lovely ears and we'll be nattering back with you next week.